Uh, one night, I had fallen asleep on the couch, and um, <laughs> I never will forget. And when I opened my eyes, this thing was floating above me. I could almost reach out and touch it, and it was only there for a second, but I remember exactly what it looks like. This thing had a face with high, distorted cheekbones, like its mouth was really huge. The inside of its mouth was pitch black, all except for these jagged teeth. This is the Cryptid Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Todd. What's up, buddy? Brian, what do you think about demonic entities? I think they're scary. You think they're real? You think they exist? You think they're out there? Oh, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. But anything's possible Absolutely. these days, isn't it? Yeah, seems like it. As you know, tonight's episode, we're going to talk to Stephen, who's had some crazy demonic sightings. Mm, encounters. Encounters. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring Stephen on and talk about these demonic entities that he's encountered. Sounds like fun. All right. Let's not waste any time. Let's get him on here. Yeah, let's get him. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Good. I don't. I don't really know where you guys want to start. Uh, I've got a whole lot of stuff that's happened through the years, so it's kind of a it's kind of a mixed bag. Well, we appreciate you coming and talking to us tonight. Yeah, pleasure's all mine. We had been emailing back and forth, and you had mentioned that you've had some very interesting things going on in your life, um, and you also said that you were an ordained minister and a chaplain. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. All right. Yeah. I, I've encountered a, a couple of stories within, you know, just working in hospice over 10 years, and um, I'd be glad to share that stuff with you. But really, um, <clears throat> the main incidents I wanted to share with you guys was something that happened to me. Um, my son was, uh, let's see, he was... He was just born, so he's probably a couple of few months old, and he turns 12 uh, next week. So um, I was working at a paper mill, and um, it was rotating swing shifts and really long shifts, and I didn't like being away from my my wife and my newborn, you know, around all hours of the night and being gone, you know. so. I quit that job and started working at this plastics company. And I took a really big pay cut, but um, was willing to do so just to be happy and, you know, um, enjoy time with my wife and kiddo. And uh, there was a couple of guys that owned the, um, the little plastics company that I worked for. And they were both kind of cantankerous dudes. Um, but one of them was just, uh, man, he was a very negative, uh, hateful person. And, um, and I'm a real happy go lucky, um, life is good kind of guy. And I can get along with anybody despite, um, you know, their, if they have any, um, harsh attributes, you know. But uh, this guy, he would ride me all the time, and um, 
and I think it really it really contributed to what started happening at my house. Um, and I, I'll share more about the situation with him later. But um, I got to the point where, uh, which, you know, being a Christian, you know, the Bible teaches me to do good to those that do wrong to me and to treat people the way I want to be treated. So I really, really tried to, you know, overcome feelings of hate for that guy. And um, eventually it got to the point where I, man, I really started hating that guy's goods. It was almost like a sickness that got worse, you know. And um, even to the point of, like, um, I worked at the end of a plastic extruder, and there was two nip points there, like wheels that turned around um, into a little nip point. And sometimes I just kind of fantasize jokingly about throwing that guy into that lit point, you know. <laughs> um, so, so here's when things started to ramp up at my house. Um, I would be asleep at night, and I would feel I would feel something jump on my bed about the size of a small child, but was heavy. And uh, I've got back problems, so we sleep on a uh, a Tempur-Pedic mattress, the one um, where you're supposed to be able to jump on one side and a glass of wine on the other. Oh, that yeah. don't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it would have to have some weight to it to mash down on that cushion, you know. But it would creep right up to my neck. And um, it always felt like it was trying to take something from me or um, I don't know, but it, it was a dreadful feeling like, like I was about to die kind of fight or flight. Um, but that happened a few times. And uh, one night I had fallen asleep on the couch and um, <laughs> I never will forget. It was one of those, uh, like an infomercial. I want to say it was some Clay Aiken type guy selling, uh, like a holiday, you know, buy this compilation disc, you know, of Christmas songs. And I was, I was dead asleep and I was awakened to a voice that, that sounded like hundreds of people. In a like a shopping mall at Christmas time, just you know, just stammering and um, just incoherent rambling, but all at the same time with different voices. And when I opened my eyes, this thing was floating above me, about maybe two foot. I could almost reach out and touch it, and it was only there for a second. But I remember exactly what it looks like. It had um like a white porcelain like face that was grimaced, kinda like a Chinese dragon, you know, um that they have those festivals like in Chinatowns where they get up under the the fake dragon, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. Well, you know how they have contorted gnarly faces, it's kind of 
just real scary looking, you know. But this this thing had a face exactly like that, with high distorted cheekbones, like its mouth was really huge. But its teeth, it, the inside of its mouth was pitch black, all except for these jagged teeth that kind of looked like, uh, you know how sharks have multiple rows of teeth? Yeah. But their teeth are still somewhat uniform, even though it's serrated. Well, this thing didn't have any, it didn't have any symmetry to its teeth. It was just everywhere, hanging out. And they were like needle sharp teeth, almost like a snake's fang. And its its eyes were like a burning orange, yellowish looking color. And they looked like they were lit up from inside. And its pupil was running straight up and down like kind of like a like a um, like a lizard or something. But I never saw its body, but I, I'm just assuming that it was, you know, like a, a human-type body with two arms and two legs. But I never saw its feet or its hands. Hmm. It was in a cloak, and its cloak was kind of lofty, like a like you would see in a cartoon ghost, you know, how their, their cloak or sheet was just kind of as lofty and waving like that. Yeah. Well, it was just floating there and its its cloak was moving. And as soon as I opened my eyes and saw that, like I thought I was going to have a stroke, I've never been that scared ever before. And I've been shot at and I've had knives pulled pulled on me before and I've never been as scared as I was dealing with all these things and um, when I as soon as I opened my eyes and focused on it it had like a surprised look like its eyes got real big like oh goodness and it was pulled out of the room I don't know if you can see my hand how I'm doing but Mm-hmm. It pulled out like a vacuum, it, like it was sucked out of the room instantly. And um, when I got got up off the couch, like I was trying to run down the hall, and my legs was not working right. Like like I was more scared than my legs could keep up with when I was running. So I, I stumbled down the hall and uh, eventually made it to the bed and. Woke my wife up in a frantic fit, and you know we prayed together and went on to sleep. Mm. But, uh, wow. do, you, do you guys have any questions or anything about that? When did this happen? This happened uh, uh, probably twelve years ago, thereabouts. Never anything before or after that. That well, you've had other things happen, which we will talk about, but. Like that, anything exactly? You never saw that thing again, that being or whatever that. No, I never saw that. Yeah, I never saw that particular being again. But I think about it every day, like every, mm-hmm. every day of my life. I think about all these things, and um, <clears throat> I guess the thing what really prompted me to call you guys is because all the other podcasts out there are more, you know cryptids and 
monsters with hair, I guess, like the, the, the furry variety. Yeah, yeah mo- mostly Bigfoot. And that's like the one thing that I want to see, and I've experienced like everything but that. <laughs> um, yeah, we take them all. Yeah, the, I mean, if it's anything strange, weird, out yeah. of the ordinary, cryptid, unknown, undiscovered, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take it. So. <laughs> Do you think this was some kind of manifestation of your animosity toward this guy you were working for? I didn't, um, I didn't perceive it that way. Um, I knew it was something bad. Like I knew it was something else and I knew it was something bad and it hated me. Um, I guess to, it helps to put that in context what I just said about it hating me with the next encounter that happened. Okay. And I, I was asleep on the couch again, which um, I promised myself I wouldn't ever fall asleep on that couch again. And um, this happened maybe maybe about a week after that first incident with the white-faced creature. And um <clears throat> Let me back that up. I'm getting the cart before the horse. I wanted to share another thing with you guys before that. Okay. Um, I, I used to walk around my house at night uh, because I like the night sky. And, you know, I just like to pray outside because it's quiet and it's peaceful. And I just feel, you know, closer to God outside praying. Uh, and that's just me personally. But I used to walk around my house and pray, you know, and talk to the Lord and pray for my wife and family. And um, I noticed there was a spot outside my bedroom window, and it was like almost like a beacon. Um, And I could walk over and put an X on the ground where it was. But whenever I would walk close to that spot, I would get a sickening feeling in my stomach. Like a dreadful, um, just a terrible feeling. And the closer I got to that spot, the worse it was. Like it would just, uh, I guess it was like getting close to an oven. Like the, the closer you get, the hotter it will get, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened for several nights. And it never did leave until this experience happened. Um, going back to, my second encounter was I was asleep on that couch again. I still have that couch. I can't give it away. Um, it has a broken slat in it from this incident, what I'm about to tell you. Um, I was asleep on that couch, and I had what you could consider a um, um, sleep paralysis type event. Mm-hmm. And um, I could only move my eyeballs. I couldn't move anything else. and I think I heard somebody on you guys' show say that very same thing, that they couldn't move anything, couldn't speak, but could only move their eyeballs. Mm. And I was laying on my back looking up, and what woke me up was not seeing something. It was feeling something. It was the same feeling that I got walking near the spot outside, that dreadful just a a pure evil wicked feeling 
And I woke up and was feeling nauseous because of that feeling. And this thing, it looked like a mist. It, it assumed the form of a, a massive person. Like if the Incredible Hulk was real, you know how he's a lot bigger than any of the other characters. He's just distortedly big, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like his features are exaggerated, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But this thing was exactly the same. It, it, it was like a black silhouette. If the Incredible Hulk could put on a black, you know, like they use with green screen technology, those black suits that you couldn't see any features except mm-hmm. for his outline. And he crept up over the couch and leaned over on me and he had his forearm right against my throat like that. And he started pushing me down in the couch like this. And I could hear the springs and the, and the frame underneath the cushions just going like that. And finally I heard it pop. And um, I later discovered that there was a broken slat in the frame. It's just kind of, it's cracked. And, um, but this thing pressed its face right against my face like that. And it was taunting me. It never said a word, but I knew exactly what it was, what it was saying without even, without even saying a word. Um, It was taunting me like, what are you going to do now? And um, I could feel hate coming out of this thing, like it had a it had an intense and fierce hatred for me, and I knew it intended to do me harm, and um, and it did. Like it felt physical, like it felt like a like an actual person leaning down on me and pressing its face against mine. I could feel it all. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So what happened after that? How long did it stay there pressing against you? Or was that it? After it heard the crack, it was gone? It felt like, uh, I couldn't say exactly how long it took, but it felt like it was a long time. But it was probably only like maybe 30 minutes or something. Like, not 30 minutes, but 30 seconds, I'm sorry. It felt like it was 30 minutes, but it was probably just just a brief moment. Um, but it it was uh, I mean it was terrifying, you know. Um, yeah. I mean I've had crazy stuff happen to me all my life, um, but never was it anything that that I was afraid of, and you know I felt could could do me harm. And my main concern through all this was, you know, I had a wife, I got a wife, and 
you know, a little baby in the home. And I thought, well, man, if these things are doing this to me while I'm sleeping, you know, what what could it possibly do to them, you know? Um, and that, that's what bothered me, I guess, more than anything is that I felt helpless, you know. And and I know it's crazy. I used to I used to think that, you know, if you're a Christian that you were, you know, immune from, you know, craziness to this degree. I used to think that that demons were just invisible spirits that influenced people, um, that caused people mental anguish and harm and depression and things and um but I know, I mean, there's creatures out there and what's crazy is I felt like I really had the strong feeling that all these things that that I dealt with were on the same team. Probably. Well what happened um what happened next after the incident with the black creature? During all this I kept having that um when I told you at the beginning I would feel something creep up on the bed and walk up behind me. It would creep up the bed, get right behind my neck. But this one time, I felt the arm go under my under my back, and it kind of arched me up a little bit. And the next thing I know, I'm walking down my hallway, and to my left, it looked like a like a barrier that went over my head like a like a cloak almost like somebody was holding a cloak up to where I couldn't see them I I didn't see anything beside me but I had the feeling that something was um was guiding me behind that curtain or whatever it was but it was definitely something that I remembered and um I was walking down the hall and I rem- we had uh, two little dogs at the time. One was a Pekingese and the other one was a little poodle. And we would keep them in a little fence um, that jutted off the hallway there. And the front door was on the other side of their little pen, you know. And we just kept them in there at night so they wouldn't uh, use the bathroom or anything, you know. Um, but when I... When I walked by them, I wasn't even thinking of the dogs being there, even though I knew they were. Um, when I walked by, my little Pekingese went <clears throat> like that, like I scared her. And um, and it scared me because I wasn't expecting it. And I looked over and I was like, sugar, just like that. And as soon as that happened, I was right back in my bed waking up um, like... <laughs> And what's crazy is I felt like I was dropped back in my bed. Like, I I can't explain that. And it was definitely not something I was trying to do. Um, And it's not something I would ever want to do again or ever attempt or try. Um, I don't rightly understand why that happened. Um, I just know that it did. Hmm. Yeah, that's wild. (laughs) It is. Did these things um, happen after the um, white face creature incident? Oh, yes, yes. I, I tried to remember to share things in succession of how it happened, you know. So that's how I went. Um, I first saw the white face creature, and then I saw the um, 
the shadow creature, and um, and then this happened. Um, hmm. Things were also ramping up at work. Um, and the guy, it's the craziest thing. One day he come in, and he was not his usual self. I'm referring to the the one owner of the company that used to give me a hard time. But he gave everybody a hard time, but he especially didn't like me. And I think it was, I think it was because I was just a, a happy-go-lucky guy, man. I, I, I can't explain that, but he just, he kind of targeted me. Um, well, one day I could tell he was uh, bothered by something. You can just look on people's faces sometimes and tell they're troubled, you know. And um, so I walked up to him and said, are you uh, you doing okay today? And, you know, he said, no, I'm not doing okay. I said, well, I, I'll, uh, I'll keep you in my prayers. And he said, don't bother praying for me. And I said, oh, well, all right then. Uh, you know, we'll have a good day. He said, and he just said this right out of the blue. He said, my wife's a witch. And I said, all right. Um, you know, <laughs> he just said it right out of the blue. That, yeah. Um, so I think maybe in a way all this is somehow connected to him. And I was in a, a really weakened state because I was, and this is just how I am as a person. I don't like for anybody to be upset with me. I won't be able to sleep good and like I'll ride around all day thinking, you know, so and so's upset with me. I, I like to make things right with people while I'm in their presence and I don't like for things to, you know, fester up and to get blown out of proportion. It just bothers me as a person, you know. Um, and I was dealing with the fact that I'm a believer in Christ and I'm trying to be a good guy and I'm trying to, you know, trying to treat this guy, um, as the Lord would want me to treat him. Um, and then I'm struggling with feelings of having hate for this guy. You know, I was kind of, you know, I was in a inner turmoil over this and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it bothered me. Plus, I was brand new to being a dad. Um, you know, we cha I changed jobs and, you know, the finances weren't worth what they were. And plus, I didn't even know if this guy would even keep me around. He, he wound up firing me just for no reason. Um, and it's one of the best things that ever happened to me, too. Right. <laughs> That's what really led me into being a chaplain and um it's like a dream job to me man i love right. i love people and love doing what i do you know so here's here's what i'm getting here's what i'm getting from all this <clears throat> that's just a theory just uh hear me out that could have been um something evil definitely something evil but that your um they probably saw it as you questioning your faith you know what i mean like struggling with oh, yeah. the hate and uh, you know 
So that little bit of doubt in your mind opens a door to try and let them in to pull you back to the dark side. Yeah. Man, I totally, I totally well, agree. And you know, um, before, before I come to faith in Jesus, um, you know, I, I'd had a long history of drugs and, um, man, I grew up in a, a really crazy situation with divorced parents and, I lived with my grandparents when I was really young, and, and I mean, you know, um, I, I still had it good, even though I had it bad, if that makes any sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that all has led me to where I'm at today, you know. Um, but I had a real radical conversion to my faith. Um, you know, I had a guy stop by and just shared stuff with me that I have heard a billion times about Jesus and. Um, that day, some a miracle happened for me. You know, changed my life. But um, I can't help but to see things through that paradigm. If that makes any sense to you guys, um, like I know as a Christian, I'm I'm supposed to be inclined to call everything a demon. You know, and I guess that's I guess that's somewhat expected of. Christian believers in the paranormal, but I'm I'm kind of of the of the belief that I, who knows who knows anything about anything really, you know, when it comes to this weird stuff like this. Right. I wouldn't um, necessarily say they were demons, but they were know. something. <laughs> that were something other than people. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. or. Or better yet, maybe they were actual physical things that can blip in and out of your room. And I, I had a distinct feeling that all of these things were, they were on the same team. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, they, they played in the same conference, you know. <laughs> but um, yep. uh, the, next, the next thing that happened, I was outside and... Um, I lived in uh, right outside of Muscle Shoals, Alabama at the time. And I, I walked outside and it was just a, it was a beautiful winter night. It was, uh, it was cold out, but it was just a beautiful, clear night. And um, the sky, you know how the sky can be dark, but be blue at the same time? Like, um, the sky just looked blue for a reason, for some reason, like uh, just a blue, dark winter night. But the moon was really bright, and I just so happened to be looking up, and I noticed that a straight line, <laughs> a straight line in the sky was a different color, just for a brief millisecond, and it caught my attention. And when I when I looked up and and followed that line down, I noticed there was a another line jutting out and when when my eyes kind of backed up and I got the whole big picture of this thing it was a giant and when I say giant I mean um, probably about three super Walmarts wide massive did not make a sound there were no lights um, it looked like a solid black wedge it was tall too like thick um, you know, imagine like a, a 
a wedge of cheese. It was tall and straight line edges on the side, just like a black triangle. Um, and it was, it was stunning. Like, I was just blown away because I've always wanted to say something like this, but um, it didn't make me feel anything like I thought it would make me feel. Um, I was I was astonished, shocked, um, and terrified at the same time. But just watching this thing, I was just like this right here, and uh, looking and just watching it go by, just like that. Mind blown. Hmm. And I even thought, I need to go inside and get my phone and put my camera on record. I could have went in and got my phone two or three times, honestly. And I wished I would have because it would have been the greatest undeniable UFO proof picture that's ever been ever. Because it was not, it wasn't far away. It was kind of low to the ground. Like, I don't know. I'm not a good judge of distance with height but i would say probably two thousand feet or maybe not even that far up but it was absolutely amazing and um in my mind i, I thought this is what i thought that's got to be one of ours it's got to be some kind of stealth something and i blinked my eyes and I kid you not, it turned into a flock of, um, like geese or something like geese or ducks. But it was a weird looking bee, not like, you know, sometimes they fly in a perfect bee or it'll be like kind of two V's together. Mm -hmm. This bee looked like a, like a, um, like an edge of a surfboard. Like, I can't. I can't judge on the phone, but it was a like it wasn't a sharp point V. Okay. It was weird. It was kind of rolled, but it was an instant change. I, yeah, I just I blinked my eyes and it was that, hmm. and it was. I mean, it's kind of like you know, oops, you're not supposed to see this or something. You know, like me seeing that white faced creature. I think that was an accident. Um, it was an accident on its part. I think whatever it was doing, it was supposed to do without me knowing. Because when I opened my eyes and saw it, it was gone. It shot out like a bolt. So you haven't been religious your whole life, you said, right? Not not like this. Like, um, before this happened, like, everything that I've told you guys happened within, like, maybe two or three weeks' time. Um, and it, it wound up after, after I saw the, the craft or whatever in the sky, I immediately started having a reoccurring dream that was exactly the same every time. And, um, <clears throat> I'd be laying in bed and it was like I was watching this happen outside of myself. Um, but I'm, I see my body laying in the bed. And then I start seeing these faces come out of the wall, like um, like they just would peek in and look around to make sure the coast was clear. 
Um, it was almost like they were testing the water, I guess. But they would peek their heads through the wall, and eventually, when the time was right to them, I guess, they would they would just walk right through the wall like it wasn't even there. It's like they were using it like a curtain or something, you know. Um, but they would grab, there was five of them. Well, one would grab my arm, another one would grab my other arm, one would grab one leg, and then vice versa, another one on the other leg. And these things were really tall. They were skin and bones, like if uh, if you could imagine a, a bone with like a chicken cutlet and thin skin. It was just like skin and bones only. Hmm. Um, and you could see their their rib cages were like you could see every individual rib. Their stomachs were were sunk in, and for some reason, it reminded me of um, footage of the um, of the concentration camps. You know, with the um, with the Jewish people, you know how they were just starved. They they starved them there. You know. But that's exactly what it looked like to me because they were just uh, very frail and emaciated and, and they looked weak, like you could take a feather and knock them over, you know. Right. Um, their heads, their heads were real bony looking, like they didn't have chubby cheeks. They were, had real slender faces and their eyes were little. They weren't, um, like, it didn't look nothing like the traditional alien, you know, with the big eyes. Mm. And that's what really took me back because, you know, I've seen movies all my life about big-eyed ones, you know. Um, but these things had a, a little bitty black beady eye. It looked like a catfish eye. Um, and it, they looked like they were just placed right there in a, a black oily eye socket. And I know that sounds crazy, but they all looked exactly alike. And I took, a, I, I made it a special effort to look at their faces um, because I wasn't afraid. I was just, more or less, I was just couldn't believe that this was happening. I was trying to make some kind of sense out of it. But, <clears throat> they would lift me up like it wasn't nothing, man. They had really long fingers that just kind of hung there. But when they grabbed me, their fingers went all the way around my arm like a, like it wrapped all the way around. And when they when they grabbed me and and really clamped down, I was I was astonished at how much it hurt because they were strong. Like, like I thought that they would bring blood to my arm as hard as they was grabbing me. But they lift me up like nothing, and they took me right out my wall. And then I remember looking up and seeing that wintertime Alabama sky, and I remember being instantly cold from going to my warm bed to going outside. Like, I was instantly freezing. And I thought, I'm going to get too cold. Like, I started to worry about getting too cold. And um, and then that's the last thing I remember. 
And that dream wow. happened the exact the exact same way several times. Um, and when and I would write it off as a nightmare, guys. I would, except for the fact that when I'd wake up in the morning, I would have perfect recreations or i mean like there would be actual handprints on my arms yeah, and my legs if you had any red marks when you woke up i had uh fingerprints on my back and there was just no way i would be able to even reach and recreate that if i did it on purpose you know um and then i had a symbol on on my back well, I say a symbol, but it was a triangle, and it had dots. It had like one dot, then two dots, then three, then four, and it was a perfect line, just like that, but they looked like little red pin pricks. And for the life of me, I couldn't think of anything I might have bumped into that would leave that distinct of a mark on me. It, it reminded me of an allergy test. If you've ever had an allergy test as a kid, you know, they put that little bracket of needles on you. Right. Um, that's what it reminded me of. But my wife noticed it, man. And, um, I mean, my wife knows that I would not lie to her. Um, I mean, we're best friends and she's my favorite person in the world. And she don't say bad words, okay? She does not use foul language. But when I woke up the first morning after having that incident at night, like she was like, what the blank happened to you? Um, and I, I went over and looked in the mirror and it just looked like I'd been abused, man. Like all those marks all over. I mean, it's, it was something to see, man. Um, and I wish that I would have, um, taking pictures of that but um, i mean i couldn't very well take them to the police department but ultimately the reason i didn't i just didn't think to take pictures of it because i never really had um contemplating uh telling anybody about any of this um but it's it's absolutely insane it's crazy it really is but i i I think, you know, I listen to a lot of these shows and I try to listen for things that, um, things that I've been through and I hear little bits and pieces of the same kind of stuff that I've dealt with. And, um, but yeah, it, it was very traumatic and I remember what put a stop to it all. Um, I didn't tell you guys this because I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to sound preachy or anything, and you can choose to edit this out if you want, but before any of this happened, um, when my wife was pregnant with my little boy, I worried because I thought, you know, because he's like a miracle child to us. Uh, doctors told she and I that we couldn't have children, neither one of us could, and um, I mean, he really is an answer to prayer, my son, and I have a little girl, too. Uh, he's got a little sister, but um, I worried when she was pregnant and prayed all the time, Lord, let my baby be safe and healthy and, you know, just the normal things you would pray as an expecting father, you know. One night I was 
my wife, her daddy had had a heart attack and he was in Birmingham at a UAB hospital. So she took off to go be with him as he had his surgery. And I had to, I had to work the next day and it was a Friday. So I had planned to drive down to the hospital the next day, you know? So I was home alone and I was, uh, I was laying on the couch, the same <laughs> infamous couch, you know, but, um, you know, I was just laying there and I was listening to this guy on YouTube. He was a, pr a preacher and this guy just preached this message like, like in the seventies, you know, and they really wasn't saying anything very profound that I didn't already know, you know, biblically. But man, it just got all over me. I, I can't explain really what happened, but I had a, had an experience with the Lord and, um, I never felt anything like that. Um, I really felt like I was experiencing the, the presence of God and I started crying. I was overjoyed and. I even went out in the yard and was dancing around, and I'm not, I'm just not that kind of guy, okay? But um, I was out in the yard just praising God, you know? And um, there have been other times that I felt, I felt that same thing, you know? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I was going to the mailbox one day and was just thinking about God and and a similar experience happened, but not near as intense. And I come back in the house and had tears coming down my face, man, like happy tears, you know. And my wife thought I had fallen and busted my leg or something and was up, you know, crying. But I said all that to say this. Um, what put a stop to all those things happening, this what really um, sealed my suspicions of it being something. I was driving home from work and all this stuff was weighing really heavy on me. And, um, you know, I was emotional and scared and I had tears streaming and, and my wife pulled in behind me and we'd never got home at the same time. It just happened to that day, you know? And, um, man, as soon as I pulled into my driveway, I felt, um, a jolt like, it, it was almost like getting struck by lightning. I can't explain it any other way. It was just very powerful. Like I felt, I didn't feel like I had the power like He-Man or anything. But, I mean, I knew that it was of God. And <clears throat> I walked in my house, and I'm, I felt like God had given me the authority to, to throw them out. And I should have known, known that all along and, and exercised in that. But I'm telling you, the the way that I was feeling about that boss that was giving me a hard time, 
like it really affected me. I felt like, um, I mean, I felt like I had been the one that done something wrong. Um, but I rebuked all those things in, in the name of Jesus, and I've not had any other harmful experiences. Good. Did you get rid of that? But cow? I did. Have, now I still got that cow. You I can't get rid of it, man. It's on Facebook Market right now if you're interested. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> somebody might be after this episode. I'm pretty sure somebody will yeah, be. Uh, yeah, on his cow. That's right. <laughs> like you were saying earlier, Stephen, nobody really knows what's going on out there. You know, you've got Bigfoot, aliens, and I'm sure that that apparitions, demons, ghosts exist as well. I mean, why wouldn't oh, they? Yeah, you know? sure. Um, yeah. And you going through what you're going through, letting your guard down. Uh, yeah, either some entities came at you because they want to get you. You know, you're you're the, you're the person that they really want to come after. The the good person they want to you know turn you to the evil side, so to speak. Or the witch wife of your boss maybe put a curse on you, and, and you've been battling that. I don't know. It's just yeah, so crazy that you've gone through that, and, and but stayed strong through it. Or all the above. Or all the above. Or all of the above. Yeah. Or, or all the above. Um, I, now, I did mention that I'd had some some other interesting experiences throughout my life. And um, whenever me and my wife were trying to buy our first home, we were probably 20. Um and so we moved in with her grandma for just a short while. And um, her grandma was an awesome person. Um, but she did not allow smoking in her house anywhere. So I would have to go out in the front yard to smoke. And um, I started noticing that like, around her house, there's lots of woods and trees. But there's houses in the distance, but kind of little little strips of um, trees and shrubs in the way, you know. And I started seeing these little lights, and they would uh, they would dance around, kind of like in a up and down zigzaggy uh, motion. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that fell from the sky, and it wasn't nothing that was flying in a straight line behind the trees. They were in the trees and they were just dancing around in the trees. And uh, this particular time, there was probably about, I'd say maybe a dozen little lights and they were about the size of a golf ball up to a baseball size. And they glowed um, a very bright gold color, like a very, um, like it wasn't like a light. It was like a, like a plasma torch almost. Um, but they were really pretty and very intriguing. And I didn't have any idea what they were. But I saw them so often that... Um, I told my wife about them, and she had a a cousin about the same age as us, and him and his girlfriend, they were really into ghosts, and um, 
I told them about it. And they said, no, nah, no way, man. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, let's go outside and let's just look around and see if we can see any. And I'll be doggone if we didn't uh, see lights. As soon as we walked outside, there was about three or four of them in the distance. And like, man, they were floored. They were blowed away by it. And I, I, I kind of had a witness to another incident of that. I had some buddies over one night and we were sitting on the tailgate of my truck and uh, my friends were facing me. So I was kind of looking at the right place at the right time, I guess. And there was a big one. It was probably, it was probably twice the size of a, a beach ball, a great big beach ball. And it, it was the same color as the other ones, but the way that it worked and all of them operate the same way. The ones that I saw, they were all similar as to how they popped into existence and then popped out. It was almost like they, just appear and then they disappear and you see them move around a little bit in between if you're lucky I guess um, but this one was huge and it was so bright that my buddies they was looking around because they saw the flash of it and I was like holy moly like it it was so shocking to me because it was a great big one you know and um and they was like what was that and i said man it was a ball of light and they, i mean they they left it right off but they they saw the flash to it um yeah we've heard of those lights before we've heard people talk about them not being like light bulb like you said more plasma or whatever soft light yeah they're they're beautiful lights and um, that happened, gosh, before nine eleven. Like it was, man, it was, gosh, it might have even been two thousand or even ninety nine, maybe. That's so long ago. But what's really, really crazy? I think about those things too every day because I don't know what they are, and it drives me crazy not knowing. Um. But my wife and I, we took the children to uh, Joe Wheeler State Park, which is, as the crow flies, it's probably about 30 miles from me over in, uh, I guess, Rogersville, Rogersville, Alabama. But uh, it's an old state park resort, um, and it's kind of like stepping back in the 70s, I guess, but. You know, they got this great big pool, and uh, me and the wife and kids were in the pool one night, and we were just kind of huddled up and, you know, joking and cutting up, having a good time. And I just so happened to be looking at the right place at the right time there. Now, this is maybe two years ago, and um, I was looking at the right place, and this one of those lights, it was just one by itself. It popped out of a tree, and it kind of jumped up and down in like a zigzag fashion, and it went directly in somebody's room, 
right behind their head like they were standing right there on the balcony overlooking the pool and I I watched it go from the tree to inside of their room and they never even knew it weird scary yeah that's wild yeah I think you're what we call uh, sensitive and when we say that we talk about uh, just being able to be aware of entities and spirits and demons and what have you more so than other people. Yeah, more, more open than other people. Yeah. We really appreciate you coming on and, and talking and tell us and all those. Uh, yeah, man, that was wild. Crazy stuff. Really yeah. good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. All Thank right. you guys for having me. Hopefully you're done. Yeah, anytime. Going through that. But if anything ever does happen again, let us know. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for being yeah. here. Get rid of that couch. Yeah. <laughs> yes, All right, sir. man. I'm trying. Take All care. Right, Steve. Thank you again. Yes, sir. Do you think him being a minister or a religious person has anything to do with what he's experienced in his lifetime? I mean, obviously, it could happen no. to anybody. But do you think? Yeah, they, I don't. I don't think so. It just happened to anybody, and it just goes to show that no matter what you believe, what you think, what you think you know, the things are out there, and they can happen to anybody, right? Right. So, just kind of crazy. Yep. It's almost like he had that hatred toward that guy, and that manifested. But then that guy did say that, so his boss that he hated, had a hatred for, told him that his wife was a witch. So I wonder if... That's true. So maybe it was a curse of some kind. It's just crazy what could go on and, and yeah. the influence. They say, you know, the mind and the body, the way they work together, you can manipulate about anything, you know, if you really, truly want something. And mm-hmm. maybe she's able to do that. Who knows? Just strange stuff out there. It's off the beaten path of the Bigfoot, obviously. But I like talking about these things and hearing about these things because they really oh, yeah, do, do happen. And there's, yeah. they're unnatural and they're cryptid, obviously. You know, what they're, is going on with mm-hmm. these things? So, Yeah, 100%. I, I enjoy it. Me too. Another good episode. Always. Listeners, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yep. If you want to reach out to us, if you got a story, if you want to hear us talk about, do an episode, get a hold of us, check out our website, www.cryptidcreatures.net. You can email us on there. You can submit your story. You can check out our store. You can get more content. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So reach out to us. We appreciate it. Brian, appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, man. Always fun. All right, let's get out of here. Yep, yep. See ya.